Hi, Frank. How are you today? I'm good, Elliot. I'm good. So um, it's time for you and I to get together again. And uh, um, I'm assuming that you uh, sent a tweet out to all our folks in Ecuador so that they'd be uh, ready to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think we uh, I think we've gone like a full six weeks or so without a frankly speaking. And uh, let me just tell you, the crowds uh, at the grocery store, uh, you know, everywhere else, it's been it's been hard. It's been hard. You know, for me, it's been hard in my family. And, uh, you know, now, you know, so we got to do another one. You got to keep people entertained. And uh, so so here we are to our tens and tens of of listeners. Um, You can stop stalking me at Wegmans. Here is a here is a new, frankly speaking, uh, prior to Halloween. So uh, did you get extra calls from mom? I mean, it's a standard, you know, it's a, it's a standard at this point. We picked, did pick up a new listener in Buffalo, a fellow by the name of Joe Shaw. Something must be wrong with him. I uh, listened to all of them in sequence uh, a couple weeks ago, he told me. So, so, uh, so he took 10 minutes and binged us? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He binged us. So, you know, uh, good stuff. So cheers, Joe. We appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this time around, um, I thought it might be interesting to talk about how effective service companies can really assist clients by anticipating their needs. Um, clearly, everybody who's in the service business is trying to immediately meet needs. I mean, whether you're getting a coffee at you know Starbucks or whether you're deep into a complex professional project, what's happening right in front of you, everybody's really focused on that. But it seems that um, one of the differentiators of really effective service companies is looking over the horizon. And um, as we've grown as a company and as your vision for us continues to grow, I just wanted to talk to you today for a little while about how you're thinking about how, we're, how we do it today and how we may do it in a broader way going forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the good news here is that... Um, it really hasn't changed over time, you know, the way that we approach it in terms of recognizing, you know, that we actually are, in fact, a service company. And, you know, obviously there's a, a big bifurcation between service companies and professional services companies, right? So, you know, I think when you go to, uh, you know, get your oil changed or you go get, you go get a coffee, I mean, there, there's, there's certain expectations, you know, that you have and, 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 and those type of things kind of, you know, walk out with a walk in with a problem, walk out with a solution. Um, And not that that's wholly different than the professional services, but professional services are different, right? They're different because, um, you know, they're they're not necessarily commoditized, kind of are. But, uh, you know, that you you are, you know, serving clients that have a very specific and discreet need. um, and, And there's probably less providers that can actually do it right. But for us, and probably for the the small S service companies or the non-professional service companies too, it's um, you have to make a decision pretty early on that you want to put clients at the center, that that you're actually there for the service part of of client service, right? Um, and, and I think especially when you get into professional services and like, I'm going to slam on lawyers because one, I am one and two, like what's more popular than slamming on lawyers? You know, um, slamming on dentists, actually. Well, yeah, no, no, you got it. That's that. I think that's where people are wrong. You got you got your mouth open. You are vulnerable. You got to you know, love the dentist. You, you know, you can smell, you can lawyer, you say anything about it. They'll still bill your tell you like they'll still call you. You know, you could probably like talk poorly about a lawyer's mom. They'd be like, oh, uh, Mr. Ewing, how can I help you today? Point one. Right. 
Um, so, of course, not my lawyers, or any of them are listening to this. My lawyers are, are great lawyers. But, um, you know, I, I think there's this notion of, you know, uh, let's call it hubris or, or, or just that, you know, hey, what, what, hey, client, what you're coming to me for, you know, I'm so smart, my big brain and all the things that I know about the law or about finance or about whatever it is. And, and um, you know, you serve at the pleasure of me as the, as the vendor or the service provider. And that's completely wrongheaded. But all you have to do is like, you know, scroll LinkedIn or like talk to maybe a, a, a lawyer or finance type and, and pretty quickly, you know, you can, you'll come away, not in all cases, not in all cases, but in some cases you'll come away with, the, with you as the client are somehow beholden to the service provider. And, and that's just completely wrongheaded. So, you know, what we've always done, what I've always tried to do is create an environment where the client comes first. Who would have thought um, that you actually have, you know, service metrics, like you care about what's going to happen to them and the outcome that's going to happen to them. Because at the end of the day, in this universe that we live in, almost every professional service is commoditized. And then it's just about, well, what makes people want to work with you? Well, one of those things I think you said is, is, is not just being kind of like a swell guy that, you know, people can pick up the phone and not feel like, you know, you're being arrogant. Um, but it's actually about one delivering, because if you can't deliver on your basic value proposition, you know, you'll, you'll never retain a client and therefore you won't have a need to anticipate their needs. You're going to be anticipating like why you don't have any clients. But once you kind of get that fundamental premise down where, you know, kind of clients come first, you're here to actually like provide the service that you're supposed to provide. Well, how do you get more? How do you, how do you do more? Um, and here's another novel concept. You listen, you know, um, there's, there's also, you know, this concept of as you grow, as you get bigger, you get a little bit further away, you know, from the actual product, you know, and I'm sure when Starbucks had one store, you know, it was probably easy for them to like, you know, sample the coffee and be like, are our customers happy? And like, Hey, I see Joe every day. He keeps coming back. We may have something here, Johnson. You know, th those are the type of things that allow you to be like, Oh, okay. Well maybe, maybe people are also hungry when they come here maybe we should give them sandwiches. Right. Um, or scones. And, and so, you know, you can start to see that, but when you start to get some, some scale, you know, it gets harder, but it only gets harder if you stop listening. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, you call client A and you say, you know, hey, Will, you know, how's it going today? Like, what could we be doing better? You know, like those things happen, um, but, but that's not really a scalable solution is to call all of your clients all of the time and ask them what's going on. There are things that you can do to kind of take the pulse of your client, right? And that's kind of fundamental you know, kind of fundamental service checks, as it were, right? Um, you know, in terms of what we do is you know, something called a quarterly business review, where we really try to get on the same page as, a, as our client to see what's going on and, and also kind of tell them what we're seeing, not just with them, but across the industry. And maybe that, maybe that helps them out and have some really honest dialogues. We do also leave open the door to kind of talk, whether it's to me or to whomever else, um, is, is kind of running a particular engagement, um, you know, the, the ability to actually still reach out. But you can also use analytics now and you can, you know, kind of see what your clients are doing and what kind of content they're into and, and what, um, you know, kind of um, technology that they purchase. And, and if you're paying attention, if you actually care more about the service than you do about your own ego, 
it's actually pretty easy to see where where you need to go. You know, at least at least that's been the theory of the case for us so far. Uh, you talked about listening, which um, you and I have you know talked about a lot over the over the last couple yeah. of years. How mostly you telling me I'm a terrible listener, so I don't know. You know, if, you know. <laughs> I only remember doing that once, but I I may not have a good memory, so it's possible. <laughs> um, but um, we now have many more listening points than we did just even at the beginning of this year, based on our uh, uh, footprint growth. Um, and I'm. Uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit about how that listening that we're doing on a much broader global scale, how we're bringing that back into client service. So I'm going to give a, just a, you know, we're listening in Krakow and we're helping deploy what we hear there in how we service somebody in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it, it's it's not just about the the gigs that you win and the jobs that go well. It's about the ones that you lose and who you lose them to and why you lose them. And, you know, I can be pretty candid. You know, we had a couple of, of, of you know, um, contracts last year, you know, go away for the sheer fact that we weren't global. So, okay, <laughs> well, I guess we need to be global, right? Um, you know, we, we, you know, have you know, not been able to capture 100% wallet share particular clients because, you know, we didn't have a technology stack that was, you know, worthy of being embedded or implemented because um, we were just, you know, kind of a human capital provider. So, okay, I guess, I guess we need to kind of do that. Um, you know, we need to have, you know, offshore locations so we can, you know, kind of compete on a, uh, you know, kind of a global scale. So, okay, well, well, there's that. You know, and, and you just need, we need to have more stuff. You know, it's, it's turned it out, turn out more clients wanted to buy different and more things from us. So we were like, okay, well, if this makes sense, you know, we should really, we should really step into that void because if we don't, you know, somebody else will. And and then you kind of take a peek at, at what your, you know, what your competitors are doing, right? You know, I, I think there's a danger there. Um, if you start to chase down, you know, all of your, your competitors, like, look, we're never going to be a big four. And like we, by design, don't want to be a big four. And that's nothing to be smirch my good friends that work at the big four. I, I came from there, uh, you know, great, great lineage, great stuff, no doubt. But there's a certain bureaucracy and, and, and um, delivery model um, that I don't necessarily believe in. And, and so, you know, we wanted and struck out to create something different. So I still have to pay attention to what they do. We compete against them, you know, um, but you can compete against somebody without, you know, trying to turn into them. There is that danger that, you know, you see, you know, one of your competitors offering some shiny new toy and, and you're like, well, we need the shiny new toys. It turns out maybe you don't, you know, but that goes back to then actually physically talking to your clients. And, and you know, you can do all the, you know, I'm going to contradict myself, which I typically do anyway, but, you know, you can do all the market research and all the, you know, analytics and content analysis and, and uh, you know, survey and, and all those type of things. But, Sometimes, like you really do, it is incumbent on you as an owner um, to pick up the phone and talk to, you know, several clients and get a pulse of like, is what I'm seeing real? You know, are you really interested in this new shiny toy that, you know, competitor B is, 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 is offering you or, or is this something that like, you know, is, is maybe, um, you know, maybe a solution in search of an issue, you know, as opposed to, you know, um, uh, the opposite of that. So, you know, 
I, I think it's really just an amalgam of, of, of those those things. And and if if again, if you're listening, if you're paying attention, and if you're proactively seeking um, advice about your service or your product, then it should really be pretty logical about what needs to happen next. Um, and then it's about execution, which is in a whole other kind of whole other can of worms. What are you, um, without giving away the secret sauce, so what are a couple things that you see over the horizon um, that uh, clients are, that you're hearing from clients about where they're headed over the next, let's 18 to 24 months, as opposed to, you know, zero to 12 kind of a thing um, that you're anticipating uh, will be important to them. And therefore you're um, thinking about how we will um, share the best practices related to it and assist clients in getting there. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, the world is dynamic. And, and so if you were to ask me this question, you know, maybe even just 12 months ago, even in COVID, like full out COVID, I, I would have told you that, you know, technology, 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 and how do we be at the forefront of that? And, and that's still true, but, you know, sometimes things get overcome by events. And so, you know, as, as we see internal challenges with the labor market and labor environment, you know, it's like, oh, our clients must be having those challenges too. And as it turns out, they are um, in some ways, you know, a lot more challenging than, than we're having it. And, and so, you know, it's, it's this idea that, you know, here over the next 18 to 24 months where I thought, you know, we were 12 months ago, I thought we were going to be in this kind of just huge rush of digital transformation um, and evolution. We still are, but we're actually still in a, a pretty significant people race because our, our clients are still in a pretty significant people race. And so, you know, we could do what a lot of companies do, like, no, we have a thesis that is baked around you know, digital transformation and technology, and that's what we're going to do. Well, if you do that, you're going to alienate a bunch of, you know, clients and prospects who were like, hey, I've got a head wound and like, can you fix it or not? Um, and we're going to pivot back to our roots. We're like, you know, we feel like if we fix the head wound and like, sew you up pretty good and get you feeling all right, you may, may come back to us about that bum knee. And, and so, you know, that's, that's what we're going to continue to do. So, you know, now the, that's, that's the environment. So I'd, I'd say for the next 18 to 24 months, it's, it's really going to be about people trying to meet their day to day because the labor, labor market for our clients, um, you know, is, is hard. <laughs> so, you know, that's not to say that we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. We certainly can, we will. But, you know, I think that was a, uh, something that we kind of saw six, seven months ago where we weren't just going to slam solutions down clients' throats. We were going to offer them, you know, a cadre of, of solutions, uh, but at the same time, uh, meet their their kind of urgent and, and immediate needs. Yes, and our and our move into technology was not with the idea that technology was going to do away with the need for human capital, either by uh, from us yeah. or our clients. It was all it is was and is, and I think will continue to be all about us using technology as a more and more sophisticated set of tools to let the human capital part focus on what humans do best and what the machines do worst. Yeah, no, I, I think that's spot on. You know, I, I think, I just think based on the labor market that that journey is a little bit different than, yes, than I agree. You know, yeah. and, and, 
you know, and that's okay. I don't have a problem with that, you know, and, and it's good that I don't have a problem with that. Because <laughs> Cause that's what the, I'm not in charge, you know, and, and then, and maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, pivoting back to the first point here in the old, you know, kind of discussion here is about, you know, anticipating client needs, maybe, you know, relinquishing the fact that you're, you're actually not in charge. And, and that's, that's a hard thing. You know, it's a hard thing for some, some companies, you know, some, you know, again, let me dump on lawyers for some, you know, 30, 40 year, you know, partner who has, you know, seen the law, written the law, digested the law in, in ways that, you know, you know, I could never dream to as, you know, when back when I was a first year associate, but, you know, the, the danger of that is that you think you may know your client's issue better than your client knows your issue. And, and, and so, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to be locked into the fact that you're actually not, you're not the captain, you know, you're just, you're just maybe the engineer. <laughs> so, he, and, and uh, once you come to that realization, it just allows you to provide better service. And, and that's why we're here. Yes. Trusted engineer, not a bad job at all. Not a bad job. Not a bad job. Any last thoughts, uh, Frank? No, I don't have any, you know, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I think we said it all, to be honest with you. I, I, I think this is one of those areas that where it's, it's keep it simple, stupid, you know? Um, and, and, uh, I, I think when you, when you actually, when we poll clients, we do these net promoter surveys or scores, we hire you know, third-party firms who like talk to current clients, talk to past clients, and we get like amazing scores, you know, and, and let me just, you know, I guess I can brag about this for a minute. You know, an average service professional service company uh, for a net promoter and, and what net promoter is really trying to drive at is like out of every 10 uh, former or current clients, how many would actually go out of their way to recommend you? It's really what it's driving at. A, a normal services company lands, wants to land somewhere that's just a positive integer. Like that's, that's it. Like if I can get two, uh, two out of 10, that'd be, it'd be amazing. Um, you know, we did this uh, a handful of years ago, we got 6.7 out of 10, which is otherworldly in terms of these you know, type of scores. We more than double the size of the company and actually went up um, to like 72. And, and so 7.2 out of every current and former client was by the way to recommend us. And then we're like, okay, well, why, you know, and, we, and it turns out that, you know, being nimble, being flexible and just listening and, and recognizing that you don't always have the answers, but if you're a good partner to people, um, they'll continue to partner with you, um, is really the, the key to any, any strong services organization. So, you know, that's, I guess that's my, my wisdom is, is just, you know, listen, um, and ask questions and, and then listen again. And, and that's the best way to, to kind of hear what your customers want. Um, is by talking to them, funny enough. Perfect. Well, Frank Ewing, CEO of AML Rights Source, thanks for spending some time with me again. Again, for everybody, I'm Elliot Berman, the creative director here at AML Rights Source. We'll be back at least once more before the end of the year. So watch for us uh, wherever you get your podcasts and check in on our other content, uh, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So and um Cheers. like and share for more we'll talk to you later <laughs> bye bye that's it